We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 27, 2016. And the next report is entitled, Time to Get Out of the UN. The takeover has begun. Prepare for the unthinkable. Those who have lived in a communist-controlled country know the evils that surround it. They know that nothing belongs to them and that the government not only owns all property and business, but they also own the people themselves, which, again, these executive orders that Obama has on the books... Once they're fully enacted, they possess all of those powers. Okay, They were told where they could or could not live, how much food they could eat, and how to run their businesses. The government oversaw and controlled every aspect of their lives. Those in power controlled everyone below them, and sadly, this is exactly what will happen uh, when the New World Order is implemented. <clears throat> the United Nations is now going public with its plan to globalize the world, but first they must start to the indoctrination of the youth. Now, this heavily ties in with what I just got into also about the North Carolina University and all public universities and public school systems. This indoctrination of the youth, this is another aspect of it, okay? This is another wrinkle in the indoctrination of the youth, training them to all be good, quote, global citizens little social justice warrior little nazis that are little spies and narcs for the new world order um <clears throat> that will turn their parents in at the drop of a hat uh let's go further here the united nations is now going public with its plan to globalize the world uh but first they must indoctrinate the youth all of us should be outraged by the united nations summit in korea this week that adopted a global action plan demanding a planetary educational regime that will brainwash our children into social justice warriors and sustainability-minded world citizens. So when you start to see the word sustainability a lot, that can be used in a positive context, okay? It doesn't net, but in terms of the new world order, it's a negative context because when you see the word sustainability, it always means you're bad, you need to give up more rights, you're, you're consuming too many resources, and you need to be moved into stack and pack cities. You need to be moved into, you know, the, the lower caste classes where, you know, you were controlled and you work for the state and there you cannot offend Mother Gaia anymore. Uh, in other words, and there's no private property ownership as well. In other words, the UN will promote merged development of the, quote, whole person, including their beliefs, values, spirituality, and lifestyle. Their goal included indoctrination of our youth to understand the responsibilities to protect the planet and promote the UN agenda for the, quote, common good. Meaning throw indiv personal individuality and freedom out the door and accept the hive mentality of the good of the whole. Um, if that wasn't bad enough, also details, details how they plan to integrate the New World Order concept into our youth by, quote, exploring ways and means by which education for global citizenship can be integrated into curricula and the agenda for global education. Another disturbing document is UNESCO's UN Decade for Education for Sustainable, Sustainable Development report that lays out in detail what the summit in Korea was truly about, which was brainwashing citizens and our youth to be poor, obedient, sustainability-minded, social justice world citizens. Okay, and this whole social justice thing was the whole thing about check your white male privilege, virtue signaling, shame, shaming other, particularly white male men, that's the biggest group you, you need to shame, white people in general, basically, um, is I think really the targets. Christians also huge, huge targets. Um, men to a certain extent in general, big, big targets. Um, 
but this is what they want to create sustainability minded social justice world citizens like good little brown shirt nazis that do as they're told and they're these little um basically shame shaming crybaby devils that go around and and basically do the bidding of satan this is what they want to turn us into probably the most shocking information containing unesco's report is found on page 12-13 which states generally more highly educated people who have higher incomes consume more resources than poorly educated people who tend to have lower incomes well of course from the standpoint they don't have the disposable income to spend to consume okay anyway in this case more education means the threat to sustainability well you know what those higher highly educated people are the ones that typically will provide jobs to the lower educated people and therefore they become a blessing to the lower educated if they are allowed to you know if they use their money righteously type of thing okay they don't view it that way they don't want highly educated people they want a super poor dumbed down fluoride head class that is um you know that they're that are easily controllable and a very very sickly population that is heavily medicated it's another thing that they want the the report further details simply educating the citizens specifically the u.s to higher levels is not sufficient for creating sustain sustainable societies so the more money you and i have the worse off the world is therefore it is and this is them talking the the person writing the report he says therefore it is their goal to force us into poverty and to make us into a lower poor class of obedient zombies keep in mind this agenda has been promoted and accepted in a majority of countries all of whom have dictators wanting to control their citizens and all of whom plan on stealing the money we possess okay that's a big part of this as well but that's not all the report also details how they plan on indoctrinating children in the schools to accomplish the sustainable development agenda for the next generation and they go on to say quote an important distinction is the difference between the education about sustainable development and education for sustainable development the first is an awareness lesson or a theoretical discussion but the second is the use of education as a tool to achieve sustainability in our opinion more than theoretical discussion is needed at this critical juncture in time while some people argue that the word for for indicates indoctrination we think the word for indicates a purpose in other words instead of calling it what it truly is which is indoctrination brainwashing let's put it under a new label and call it a purpose because just educating people about sustainability isn't good enough they have to force it down our throats okay the report further details how the role of women is essential and they need their participation in order to accomplish more depopulation the full participation and this is from the report this is right off the this un report page 11-13 the full participation of women and these are all linked you can literally click on the links here in my in my pdf to actually take you to the report okay the full participation of women is essential to achieve sustainable development an educated woman tends to desire a smaller family size and seek the health care necessary to do so in other words birth control um iud's uh whatever you know hysterectomy getting your you know tubes tied or whatever 
all of that is what they're talking about here they're and again what is this all about it's about depopulation okay um they seek health care necessary to do so she has fewer and healthier children now again most people now seeing the world getting so wicked and evil a lot a lot of people are having you know less and less are having families and then you look at the muslim hordes coming in and what are they told to do procreate breed have as many babies as possible this is how they will also establish their islamic caliphate just through sheer numbers and they've told you that before then they said when we actually take over we get enough numbers and we can start taking your women and raping them and taking them as our wives their their wombs will then become um gestation chambers for our coming warriors that will weigh jihad further against you infidels now I'm paraphrasing, but that's a, that's basically a quote I just read not too long ago about what the Islamic uh, devil hordes are saying that they will do to our women. Okay, so that's what their their whole agenda is. And so while I'm for all women being educated, you should not do this under the banner of attacking traditional values or forcing it on a population. There is nothing wrong with a stay-at-home parent. This is exactly what they are attacking in this section of the report. Please understand the agenda here. They want to indoctrinate your youth and the world and make them into poor, lower-class, sustainable development zombies, which includes depopulation, the homosexuality agenda, abortion, socialism, freedom loss, bondage, and tyranny. Yep, I agree. There's all kind of links here to these literal documents from the UN, the UN Decade of Education for Sustainable Development, the Global Action Plan. These are all from the UN. It's right from their the UNESCO website, uh, World Core Curriculum. So all of this is available if you want to know more about this. You can actually look at the source documents yourself. Okay, so continuing on, our next report is, and this just this just broke today on the uh, Drudge Report. And again, this is, I mean, this isn't something that we're making up here. Okay, like, like the stuff that we're covering, this is all factual based. You know, it may not always be from sources that I agree with everything that they're, that, you know, they stand for. But I'm telling you, this is all easily verifiable stuff. Here, breaking photos of UN military vehicles seen rolling down Virginia interstate. Okay, now, it's one thing to see our own troop train, let's say tanks. You could say, well, yeah, they're going from one military base to another. Maybe they're going to be shipped overseas. And, and I know there's been a lot of those videos, okay? But when you see white armored United Nations, and they're white, and it says UN on them, and they're bulletproof and they're gas proof and you know that they're that they could easily mount guns on these things when you see them in mass rolling down an american interstate how do you explain that one you know just not that's not near as easy to explain away what were united nations vehicles doing in virginia on friday what's the motor that's what the motorists were left to wonder when they saw the UN tactical vehicles with bulletproof glass on a flatbed truck rolling down Interstate 81. Jeff Stern posted several photos on Facebook. Here's a link to his Facebook page. And out of the description, I can't begin to tell you how many of these I passed today on, on Interstate 81 near Lexington, Virginia. So it's showing these things in full technicolor here um it, it looks like each each flatbed trailer has is it three i think it's three of these armored heavy duty tire look they look like there would be bomb proof like if you had a bomb an ied ied under the thing these things 
are probably like if <laughs> I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars a piece for one of these. Okay, these are high end, brand new vehicles. Okay, and they have UN on them, and he gets three great pictures of them. It's probably more up on his website. And I mean, these things are like brand new, unbelievable tactical vehicles with bulletproof glass. What could ever be those? What could could those ever be for? And why are you in vehicles here in this country? Exactly. Why are they here? What did we just talk about? Those were all UN guidelines that we were just all talking about. The UN is an integral part of all of this that we've talked about today. Fernando Johnson question, while Vincent Sammons noted, they're sealed against gas too. In other words, there must be something indicative of these things also being um, gas proof. Like in other words, if you they drove into a whole bunch of I don't know, nerve gas or something. They'd be probably because they're going to deploy the nerve gas and they want to make sure none of them get, you know, are, are safe from it. Because I guarantee you that whole thing about the Geneva Convention, about them not using gas, guaranteed gas is probably going to be one of the main weapons they will use in this coming war. You, you think the Muslims are going to go? That that's going to mean anything to them? And the thing is with, with the Muslims, when they go, when they get the green light to, you know, go for the whole islamic jihad in america you're going to have suicide bombers deploying gas that don't care if they die from the gas because they think they're going to have their 72 virgins and white-skinned boys waiting for them on the other side you know and so understand that that might be something if you feel so led to have in your um survival kit a gas mask for everybody in the family you know, I mean, at bare minimum, and possibly like one of those, you know, chemical suits, they're not really, we're not talking huge investments here, okay? When you're talking about like a decent gas mask, uh, chemical, biological, nuclear, I think it's called NBC filters, nuclear, biological, chemical, yeah. Make sure you get an NBC filter, which will filter out nuclear, biological, chemical, Okay, so if it's a pandemic, the biological will we'll handle that chemical, chemical warfare, like a chemical gas and or nuclear. Okay, now granted, if it's a nuclear and you're in you're in any kind of radiation zone, you would have to have lead to protect you. But at least this would filter out the particulate. It's another reason you really want to make sure you've got iodine and you're taking iodine right now to make sure that your eye your thyroid is saturated with iodine so that if you ever get exposed to radioactive iodine. The radioactive iodine will not. You, you'll already have your iodine, your thyroid saturated with the good iodine. If you're if you're already deficient in it, the radioactive iodine is going to go straight into the thyroid, and you're going to be a goner. Okay, that's why I'm not a real big advocate of. Okay, let's wait until we get nuked to take iodine. Well, it takes time to get iodine into the system. Okay, so <laughs> that's not exactly the best thing to do. I'm going to put out in my next newsletter. The, the different iodines that I'm carrying now, because I'm carrying now the prolamine from standard process, I'm also carrying iodorol, which is about the strongest you're going to find anywhere. And it's it's the two, two of the active forms of iodine are potassium iodine and potassium iodide. Okay, now it's not nascent iodine, that's a different one, that's also another really good one. Okay, um, but I'm talking about to get a really, really stiff dose into the body to really saturate yourself. Iodorol is probably about the strongest product you're going to find. And it comes in 12.5 milligram 
tablets, uh, 90 and a 180 count, I think. And then it also comes in 50 milligram, which is what I take. And I take like one or two a day. I still haven't achieved saturation level yet. Um, I do think it works a lot better in my case because I've added thyrotrophin by standard process in. Thyrotrophin is not an iodine product, but what it does do is it helps direct the iodine to the thyroid gland. It actually is a um, like kind of like a glandular for the thyroid. It kind of supercharges the iodine. So standard process makes that. It's not a super expensive product, and I, I really do think it enhances, it supercharges the iodine. Because I noticed a difference. I hadn't been on it in a long time. Started taking it again the other day, and I noticed an immediate difference when I went back on thyroid thyrotrophin with the iodine i never done them both before together i've always done them separate i think i needed them both because i've definitely felt better doing both and again i'm 47 so you know stuff gets sluggish over time and and i think my my um even though i was taking a lot of iodine i don't know how much of it was getting to the thyroid and i think that my thyroid needed a boost from the thyrotrophin pmg which stands for protomorphogen which is kind of a fancy glandular term Okay, but it's kind of beyond a glandular. It's a little different. They're the only ones that make it. Anyway, if you want to know more about it, just just email me and, and I'll give you the uh, all the info on it. Um, okay, and it, it will be in my next health newsletter. I'll, I'll list them out and the little links to the to the iodine so you can check them out. <clears throat> but not everybody can handle a fifty milligram dose. I seem to handle. I can handle hundred milligrams easy per day. I don't know why I can handle that much. Um, again, I don't know what they're doing in the environment though, to possibly like even the electromagnetic stuff that they're doing, who knows that might be doing a lot of stuff to kick iodine out of our body. Um, if you are exposed to fluoridated water and you're eating regular bread with bromine in it, which is a halogen, which will compete with it, fluoride competes with it, chlorine competes within the water you're constantly taking things into your body that are going to kick iodine out of the body. So you want to stop those things and then you want to take good iodine into the body. It's also one of the greatest things you can do for your metabolism. You know, and energy. Very, very good for that. So it's also very, very good for your immune system. I got Taylor on this and, and she says her immune system has never felt better. She was getting frequent headaches. They all went away. She was getting stomach aches if she ate any kind of wrong food at all. That's all went away. It's probably had a bigger effect on her than any other product I've ever given her. You know, I'm giving her, she's actually taking a nascent form. Okay. Um, but everybody's a little different. There's different forms out there. There's ways to supercharge it. I just really think the more research I do, iodine is very, very critical. In, in any kind of overall health regime. In fact, you could say, okay, what I said before about a good multivitamin, if you're prone to immune system issues, that C400, that whole food vitamin C, I think is dynamite. Have your, I mean, in case of a pandemic, <laughs> have your 5,000 part per million and five miles of a protein on hand. You know, I'd say at least three bottles per adult, if not six. And I hate to say that, I'm just saying that's what the guidelines are get hit with a pandemic you might need that much to actually save a life but for day-to-day -day immune system health i use the c400 okay i don't even do the i do the vibe once in a while just to maybe knock down candida levels that might be in the bloodstream but i'm just saying children two to three bottles of of the 5,000 part per million in five miles of a protein or you could go to a higher strength if you wanted 
and you wouldn't have have to have as many bottles. It's just that the 5,000 is the best, most cost-effective form. But it does come in a 5,700ES, which stands for extra strength. It penetrates better. A 10,000 ppm, which is double the strength of the 5, and then also a 10,007 extra strength, extra penetration strength. And these are expensive products. I'm not the one that designed, designed the pride price guidelines on them, but I will say if you order from me directly, you will not get a better price anywhere on the internet, ever. Okay, I have the best prices on the internet, plus I offer free shipping. If um, I only ship within the United States. But if, you, if you're outside the United States, you can get it at dr-symbolljohnson.com, dr-johnson.com. And that's the, the website. That actually goes right through the Envi factory, and they ship anywhere on the planet, basically. So you can get it through there. And um, so either way. Anyway, so going further, flashback. Obama and the U.N. announced global police force to fight extremism in the USA. Um, now, this was from October 2nd of last year. So we're not talking, you know, five years ago. We're, we're, we're talking October 2nd of 2015 so um this heavily relates to what we've been talking about today on wednesday attorney general and again we keep bringing this witch up uh loretta lynch announced at the united nations again the united nations that her office would be working in several american cities to form what she called the strong cities network a law enforcement initiative that would encompass the globe this amounts to nothing less than the overriding of american laws up to and including the united states constitution in favor of the United Nations laws that would henceforth be implemented in the United States itself without any consultation of the Congress at all. Now, what they'd like to do, and I believe how they would really plan on implementing this, is when martial law is enacted. Because then, supposedly, they would have all these excuses in order to implement it. The United Nations is a Sharia-compliant world body. Remember what I said about Islam being yoked up with all of this. Islam is basically the, the nail that the united nations is 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 the hammer okay the united nations and obama and all the wicked political systems they're the hammer but the nail they're using is like islam that's that's the tool they're using to bring so much of this about the united nations is a sharia compliant world body and obama speaking there just days ago insisted that violent extremism is not exclusive to islam <laughs> which it is actually Obama is redefining, I mean, not to say there's not any other religion that's ever committed anything bad, but in today's day and age, it pretty much is exclusive to Islam, by and large. Obama's redefining jihad terror to include everyone but the jihadists, of course. So, will the UN, driven largely by Sharia-enforced Organization of Islamic Cooperation, or the OIC, and the pro-Islamic post-American President Obama, use a global police force to crush counter-jihad forces. Well, that's exactly what they're going to plan on doing. After all, with Obama knowingly aiding al-Qaeda forces in Syria, how likely is it that he will use his global police force against actual Islamic jihadists? No, they, of course not. They're going to help them. Um, I suspect that instead the global police force will be used to impose the blasphemy laws under the Sharia Islamic law. This is what's coming. If, if things are left unchecked, Sharia law in America, Islamic caliphate, blasphemy laws, 
okay, and to silence all criticism of Islam for the president who proclaimed that the future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam, which is Muhammad, that pedophile devil that took his first wife, Aisha, his favorite wife, at the age of six, and then admitted to consummating the marriage at the age of nine, which was probably a total lie anyway. So when you have a pedophile as your absolute God, essentially, and that's who you're supposed to follow, it's no wonder that raping children is just part and parcel of what they do and genital, genital mutilation of the little girls and the women. That's another thing that they'll do to the women under Sharia law. The, uh, uh, the, the infidel women, all, all, if, they, if they live... And if they're in, in, you know, imposed as sex slaves, they'll make sure that um, they're all generally mutilated. And you know, this is what they're gonna. This is the hellish existence they want to impose on Americans and the Europeans and all the countries that they're invading. This is what they're working their level best to do, and they're being protected and given it as protected status by the world elite and again this is why i say so much to pray against this wickedness we're going to get into that at, at the end here what is a global police force doing in our cities this is exactly the the abdication of the american sovereignty that i warned about in my book this is pam geller writing this the post-american presidency the obama administration's war on america the Obama Department of Justice made it clear that it was exactly that when it distributed a press release last week announcing the launch of a strong cities network to strengthen community resilience against violent extremism. In that press release, the DOJ complained that while many cities and local authorities are developing innovative responses to address this challenge, no systematic efforts are in place to share the experiences, pool resources, and build a community of cities to inspire local action on a global scale. All of this is total lies just to come in and take away our rights and to target Christians and Second Amendment and returning veterans and anybody pro-righteous, okay? So if the local and municipal effort to counter the euphemistic and disingenuous violent extremism is inadequate and hasn't developed systematic efforts um, and, and hasn't developed, then systematic efforts are in place to share experiences, pool resources, and build a community of cities to inspire local action on a global scale. If that's not done, the feds and the UN then have to step in. The, thus, the groundwork is being laid for federal and international interference down to the local level. Because they gotta, they got to make sure they're getting to the local level here. Okay. The Strong Cities Network, Lynch declared, will serve as a vital tool to strengthen capacity building and improve collaboration, i.e. local dependence on federal and international authorities like the UN. Lynch made the global, that is the United Nations, involvement clear when she added, quote, as we continue to counter a range of domestic and global terror threats, this innovative platform will enable cities to learn from one another, to develop best practices, and to build social cohesion and community resilience here at home and around the world. Whatever. They always use this flowery devil language that's all doublespeak. This internationalistic character was brought to force by the fact that the Strong Cities Network was launched on September 29th, not at the White House or the Department of Homeland Security or the FBI headquarters or anywhere else that might be fitting for a national project, but at the United Nations itself. 
Even more ominously, the DOJ press release says that Strong Cities Network will strengthen strategic planning and practices to address violent extremism in all its forms. That would be you and I, because that's what we would be viewed as. By fostering collaboration among cities, municipalities, and other subnational authorities. Meaning they're not national. They're not, not, in other words, in the case of America, they're not our nationality. They're subnational. The press release then quotes Governing Mayor Stain Berger Rosland of Oslo, Norway, a participant in the Strong Cities Network, is saying, quote, to counter violent extremism, we must be we we need to be determined action at all levels of governance. To succeed, we must coordinate our efforts and cooperate across borders. This is what they're talking about with the UN and the subnational authorities <coughs> that they want Americans to be subject to. The Strong Cities Network will enable cities across the globe pool our to pool resources knowledge and best practices together and thus leave us standing stronger in the fight against one of the greatest threats to modern society but what is this great threat exactly remember the doj press release says that the um strong city network or whatever will address violent extremism in all forms it also says that it will aid initiatives that are working toward building social cohesion and resilience to violent extremism Building social cohesion is a euphemism for keeping peace between non-Muslim and Muslim communities, mostly by making sure that non-Muslims don't complain too loudly about, much less work against, rapidly expanding Muslim populations and the Islamization of our communities. Now, wh why, would they, why, why would that be important for a time? Well, this euphemism for keeping this peace between non-Muslims and Muslim communities only would apply until the point where they got their numbers strong enough to the point where they're also then finally given the green light by our government to go kill, rape, steal, destroy, set off your bombs, kill, rape, pillage, and then we don't really care about any kind of keeping peace between non-Muslims and Muslim communities. But in the meantime, it's very important for them, for us, for the average American, to make sure that we don't complain too loudly and much less work against the rapidly expanding Muslim populations and the Islamization of our countries. See, they don't want any pushback up until the point when they don't really care when is when they're given the green light to annihilate us all. Okay, Poison the water supplies, take down the electrical grids, um, um, destroy the nuclear power plants. We just talked about that earlier. Rape, steal, kill, and pillage. Suicide attacks everywhere. This is what they, they're, they're training to do. Okay? wage unholy jihad and then at that point it's not gonna be a big deal because mission accomplished okay but up until that point it is important and this is why i'm screaming so loudly about this all the time in both my newsletters and in my audios because i can see what's coming it's becoming more obvious by the minute you know and as a watchman this is what i'm called to do the DOJ presser noted the launch of the Strong Cities Network welcoming remarks would be offered by United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, Prince Zaid Raid Al-Hussein. I'm sure he's an Irish guy. He's probably Scotch-Irish. You know, he so it sounds like his name is, you know, Prince Zaid Raid Al-Hussein, you know. He's an Irish guy, of course. And then the mayor, Bill de Blasio of New York City, 
The involvement of the New York City's Marxist international mayor is yet another warning sign. Of course, assert American sovereignty and individual rights. Contact your representatives now. Exhort them to oppose the SCN now, Strong City Network. Exhort them to keep America free while it still is. Pamela Geller is president for the American Freedom Defense Initiative. She's one of the ones that they that they have a uh, um, they've greenlighted her for assassination. The Muslims have okay. They've they've already tried to kill her, I believe. That one thing that it was thwarted at that art gallery or whatever. Um, anyway, there's her her stuff. Now again, just some to end in some Bible verses, Psalm fifty nine eight and nine. But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shall have all the heathen in derision. This is what I, I pray a lot. I pray God have the heathen in derision, in confusion. Let the, let the pits that they have dug, because they're digging pits. Let the snares that they have laid, because they're laying snares, they're laying traps. Let them fall into their own pit. Let them fall into their own trap. Have the heathen in derision, God. Have them in confusion. The very wickedness that they have perpetuated and planned on the innocent and on the weak and, and, and on those that cannot defend themselves and on the Christian remnant. Let them fall into their very own pit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit in your angelic host and through the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what my prayer a lot of, of all of this has been increasingly. Yes, those that can be saved, I pray they do be saved. Those that can, I pray to God they do. But let's face it, most of them are not going to be saved. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. Okay, so again, these are, these are good verses to commit to memory and also good verses to build up your own faith. Because all the stuff that I'm talking about today is, is, is not faith building. Let's face it. It's not really edifying. Yes, it's watchman stuff. It's basically pointing out to you the wicked the sword, like the Bible says, the watchman, you know, warneth against the When he sees the sword come into the city, he warned not the city, then the blood of the city, those, those occupants of the city are on the watchman's hand. Ezekiel 3 and 33 says that, essentially. Um, but it's not edifying. It's not built, but it is warning you. It, it is, okay, not being destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's not being ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. It is giving you a heads up about these things that are coming it's giving you it's giving you avenues where you know how to direct your prayers it's also giving you okay if you felt a conviction about okay i need to prepare in this way i need to do this i need to do that okay kind of giving you and then i'm also trying to give you a little bit on timetables as well because I'm, I'm telling you between the start of this national republican convention and or even maybe before that which is three weeks away and the elections in november that's when I believe that if this stuff is going to go down, it's going to go down somewhere in that time frame. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm telling you, it seems to be that's what they, the most wicked, evil elements of this wicked, evil, insane global government and our American government are gearing up for. The handwriting's on the wall. It's more obvious now than it's ever been. So only through God's divine intervention will that change is the way I look at it. Jeremiah 20, 11, But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail, and they shall be greatly ashamed, and they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. 
Have them in derision and confusion, Lord. He had battles in the Bible where the guys went out and they didn't even have to fight. You know? Didn't have to fight at all. And, I mean, just where it was a handful of, of people. Like, like Gideon's army. They didn't even fight. You know? And then they basically turned on one another, the whole camp. And you know, destroyed one another. That's happened over, or sometimes God would send a literal angel and smite whole armies, hundreds of thousands. Now, I'm not praying that hundreds of thousands of innocent people die, okay? But if they're here to do wickedness and they are going to just rape, kill, steal, pillage, and just wreak wickedness on planet Earth, and God knows the beginning from the end, then may the Lord's will be done. I'd much rather see God destroy them than, 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 than them rape, steal, kill, pillage, and destroy innocents and defile children and women and, and the elderly and those that cannot defend themselves. What's more merciful, I guess, is, is what you have to ask yourself the question. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. See, they were the ones that spoke this from the beginning. They were the ones that had murder in their hearts and wickedness in their, in their hearts. They were the ones, their own tongue, though, will fall upon themselves. And all men shall flee away and shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. See, when God judges wickedness, good things always happen, okay? Also, when you pray, you're praying against the devils and demons that are inhabiting them. They're the ones that are actually doing the true motivation. These, these vessels of Satan, these human containers, in this particular case, let's say the Illuminati and the Muslims and people that are just bent on doing wickedness, they're literally just containers for demons, and this is something I probably don't even emphasize enough, but they are. And it's the demons and the devils and the fallen angels influencing these people that need to be dealt with, bound up and cast into the abyss. Why do I say that? Because that's the one place when you look at when, when Jesus dealt with the, with the maniac in the cemetery, okay? And they're like, Send us into the swine. Don't send us into the abyss. That's the one place we don't want to go is the abyss. Well, that's the very place that I would, I would command them to go then. If I had whatever authority I have in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's where I, because I know that's the one place they don't want to go, according to the Bible. That's why I say that. They don't want to go to the abyss. Okay? If a demon or devil is dealing with you and you, and you deal with them right back and they know you're going to send them to the abyss, they're going to think twice about dealing with you. I really believe that on a spiritual level. Now, you have to have the faith to believe that. But Jesus Christ said, I've given you power over the you know, scorpions and these, these spiritual entities. Okay? You have to have the faith to believe it. You have to be saved. Okay? It's this spiritual warfare, and you need to be putting on the full armor of God every day and realizing that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness. And these, and these are what we're dealing with when we're dealing with these hordes of wicked, evil people that I'm talking about here in today's study. So understand, primarily, this is a spiritual battle, okay? And 
hey, if they can be delivered from those demons and then get their eyes open and be saved, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to get saved. Going forward, Psalm 35, 4. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. All I'm saying is that in today's day and age, these verses are becoming more and more real to me. And you look at the overwhelming odds in the flesh against us, against the, the body of Christ. Now, I understand a lot of people are going to die in the tribulation. Okay? A lot of people are going to be beheaded. I'm not saying that i'm exempt from that i'm not saying that any of us may be exempt from that but god does always preserve a remnant he's going to preserve a remnant even after the tribulation that's clear as well too okay and what does god do with a remnant he uses them typically to glorify his name and to lead other people to christ and to lead other people to truth and there's various purposes but god does preserve a remnant and i think we have to have the faith to believe that god can protect us no matter what He's our refuge, our shield, our ever-present help in time of trouble. You know, there's all of these psalms that you can commit to memory. Psalm 64, Psalm 91, there's tons of them regarding God's protection. And, and you know, just have the faith to believe that they're actually really true and really real. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So read the King James Bible and or listen to it. it builds up your faith, okay? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the faith is the one thing in the, in the full armor of God that is the most, well, it's one of the most important because it says, above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So fiery darts of the wicked one are one of the primary weapons of Satan, of his demons, his devils, his fallen angels. The bigger your shield, the bigger your faith, the more fiery darts of the wicked one you're going to quench. The less he's going to be able to touch you living a clean life as well because if i regard iniquity in my heart the lord will not hear me so that's a good way to get to to i think have your armor di diminished and to get your prayers hindered obviously um these are just things i mean i've gotten if you just key in prayer in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i've done several teachings on protection uh imprecatory prayer one of the best probably most important teachings i've ever done changed my life totally my life's been totally different since I started praying Psalm 64. You could say, oh, it's a, no, it's not in my head. Trust me, it is not in my head. I should have been dead so many times. You wouldn't even believe it. I should have been dead and gone so many times. I have lived on such a razor's edge for so long. I can't even, I, 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 I wouldn't even get into it in my audios. I can't. But trust me, I live on a razor's edge. Okay, and I have done so for years. I should not be here. I don't think I should even be here theoretically saying what I'm saying, unfettered, not holding back at all, still able to say it. I'm not saying it's because I'm whatever, but I do believe God's protected me. And a lot of that turning point was when I got a hold of what an imprecatory prayer means. And it doesn't, and it's, you don't pray it like, oh, I want everybody to go to hell. You pray it because you're wanting God to deal with wickedness. Because whenever God judges wickedness, good things always, always, always always happen and because we've had a lack of god's judgment in this world wickedness has been allowed to increase because the church hasn't prayed for it whatsoever 
They pray for, for pixie sticks and, and goodies and, and the big guy in the sky and the heavenly bellhop mostly. What can I get from God? They don't pray for God's judgment on wickedness most of the time. The vast majority of churchgoers don't do it at all. And, it, and God's judgment is a very, very huge thing in the Bible. And when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. It's a fact. Now, do I de- what do I do? De- I deserve death and hell. That's all I deserve is Scott Johnson. I don't even know why God puts up with me. I truly don't. I have no clue. I can't even stand myself most of the time. But he does. He's put up with me. And he's allowed me to say some stuff. Hopefully I've helped some people along the way. I've got about 300 pages of testimonies of people that have sent me over the years. Most of them I don't even keep. That have said that I, I was a very, very, hopefully either led to the Lord or positive impact. I think I've got some really good feedback from that i've only kept a portion of the testimonies i don't even say that very much because i don't want to like oh look at me i'm so pious i'm so good look what all i've done look at all my works i don't even want to go there okay i don't because if i got what i deserved i get death and hell and i understand that and i and i've said this before if it were possible for me to take um god's side against me scott johnson i would i would totally understand it. i would do it i could kind of understand it because you know like like um i had an evangelist melvin sisson used to say don't you always ever get tired of your sick and tired of your sick and sorry self (laughs) and i'm like yeah i can really relate to that (laughs) i can totally relate to that i loved him anyway um that's all i have for today and a lot of this i've already actually went over kind of on what i was going to pray but i'll just say a, a kind of a quick prayer here and um uh we'll go ahead and and end for today heavenly father we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us and and all your goodness and all your mercy lord and when we just thank you so much for for all your goodness mercy benefits for the life you've given us lord god for the air that we breathe the water that we drink the food that we eat the shelter that we have i pray for those lord that aren't as fortunate as we are um and particularly in the body of christ i pray you would deliver them you would you would deliver the innocent god all the babies that are scheduled to be aborted lord worldwide i know 100,000 per day on average are being aborted worldwide according to these statistics lord i pray to god for your divine intervention no, there's no news reports lord for the 100,000 babies that die every day you'll see something about one animal that gets killed and, and i love animals lord but it's like okay about 100,000 babies get killed every day and i gotta believe that that grieves you uh beyond anything we could probably even comprehend all that innocent blood crying out from the land i can't even comprehend it lord i would totally understand why you would annihilate this world god i I mean i I could totally understand it lord i i can and i just pray to god for your divine intervention and all of this this wickedness this these from the abortions lord that are scheduled to the ones that have happened to all of the wickedness going on in this planet, to all the stuff that we went over today, God, I pray to God, you smite the wicked that will not repent, God, that you expose them, God, that they would have no more cover for their sin in the name of Jesus Christ, that they would not have any more ability to deceive anymore, Lord God, that you would open up the eyes of the world to the wickedness that is being perpetuated on them, that their souls be saved, God. I, I just I, I just pray to God for your divine intervention regarding these matters, Lord, that the wicked would not be able to prosper anymore. 
like Obama and, and this whole administration and the Illuminati and all of these wicked Muslims and all of the things they're planning right now, God. I know that they're planning total wickedness and chaos and evil for what is coming up, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I beg you for your intervention regarding these matters, Lord God, because if you don't intervene, God, it's over. It's over. I pray that they would not be able to get away with what they're planning, that you would have them in derision and in confusion, and that the very traps they have laid for the righteous God, for the innocent, that they would fall into those traps, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that your name be glorified through us, through your remnant, through the body of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.